0: This is a match that lit a much larger discussion that hasn't been addressed, and so you see people really wowing out. At the same time, though, protesting and you know, kind of getting getting very amplified and and aggressive protesting even is a bit. Part of like French, I don't want to say part of French culture, but definitely part of French history, going all the way back to the French Revolution and the storming of the Bastille. All right. Welcome back to Raw Food.
1: Welcome back uh, to Coastal Buddies. Uh, graduating from Berkeley and staying in touch to compare notes on what is happening on our strange little planet. Hey, Jay, what's happening, my friend? Long time no speak. Welcome back from a fabulous uh, wedding and continuum for you. And now we are back trying to catch up on what's happening in this weird planet. Would you like to kick us off today?
0: Yeah, so many things to get to, but today we want to cover Paris is Burning, not the movie, but what's going on in France? That was horrible. I am so sorry for that. The the joke writes itself. That's funny. No laughing matter. It's no laughing matter. Uh, going to hell for that for sure. Um, Briefly, the uh, what what's going on in France is is very interesting to me, uh, particularly when you take into consideration everything that uh, that we've seen in the United States recently. So definitely wanted to talk about the response to the killing of Nahel in, uh, in France and how things are sparking not only in Paris, but all over the country. And uh, you also had something you wanted to cover.
1: Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, Yousef Salam, who was one of the accused uh, attackers in the Central Park jogger case. Yousef Salam, who is part of the Exonerated. Central Park Five has officially won the Democratic primary seat for the District 9 in Central Harlem, beating out Democratic uh, heavyweights like Inez Dickens and uh, Al Taylor for the nomination. Uh, The significance of this is it's almost poetic, if you will. But I would like to speak to I would like you to speak to what's happening in France first. And then I would like to segue that into what happened with the Central Park Five and the significance of Yusuf Salam winning this seat. What say you?
0: Cool. So, what's going on in in France right now? So, not long ago, a 17 year old named Nahel was killed by the police at a traffic stop, no less, and the police there basically said hey this isn't uh you know they do what they did in the united states they said hey you know no big deal nothing to see here uh he tried to ram us that turned out to be bullshit because of course it was and to piece together what happened i think the bbc actually covered it pretty well basically cctv footage came out and made it clear that the kid just drove away so there are two officers. If you picture in your mind's eye, or just look up the video, it's all over the place. Two officers uh, looking into the driver's side window. One officer is holding gun. He's pointing it uh, into uh, the car. The kid. So they're both to the to the left of the car. Can't really ram someone because cars can't move immediately to the side. They can move straight and then turn in varying degrees, but they can't move in a ninety degree fashion. Right. So there's no way you can ram someone or attempt to ram someone when they're directly on the side of the car. And that's what the video shows. The video shows that the kid just drove straight and these cops were already standing on the side of the car. Now, you can cr- try to claim that the kid tried to ram them if they were standing in front of or near in front of the car and then jumped to the side or something. But that's not what happened. They were both not only at the driver's side window, but in. The window, like leaning into the car. Kid drove off for some reason. You can assume, I think it's safe to assume the kid was scared. And this police officer, who already had his gun pointed inside the car, shoots the kid. They say, Hey, we didn't, you know, he tried to ram us. CCTV says otherwise. So that officer has been charged with murder, charged with homicide, and he remains in custody. So it's very interesting how fast that worked out because this all just happened. About a week ago.
1: Yeah. France has lit their city streets up like Christmas. Yeah. And I respect the hustle because this has been going on for days now. Um, And this is very reminiscent to sort of the outcries and the, the protests in connection to the George Floyd murder. And again, nobody's supporting criminals. Nobody's saying that people who do bad things should not be arrested by the police. What we're saying is that if Hannibal If sorry, uh, if the likes of Jeffrey Dahmer and uh, the Boston Marathon bomber can get their day in court, we'd like African-Americans who are accused of crimes to be able to get their day in court and not be exterminated in the
0: street. Yeah. And so this happened, I believe, on Tuesday, the 27th. And since then, uh, things have uh, certainly escalated. So uh, the person's name was Nahel M. Uh, I don't know if they've released the what his last name is. I, I believe it may have gotten out there, but because this person was a teenager, he's seventeen. I'm not going to say it.
1: Right. Technically, he uh, is under the,
0: age. Yeah. the The way that the French police or a French prosecutor, rather, swiftly jumped in on this and brought charges and arrested this individual is shockingly fast compared to how things go in the united states certainly regardless of how this works out with uh with the prosecution i applaud them for acting swiftly uh both just sh- so that people can have confidence in their justice system and also uh for that own cops safety given how the protests have escalated it's better to just keep this person in custody at this point point. and hopefully there's a very s- quick trial um hopefully this and when i say quick obviously we're not looking for a kangaroo court here please don't misquote me but what we are saying is this shouldn't be something that takes like 5 years to get to the bottom of especially when there's already video of what happened
1: and why we can't seem to distinguish between a child and a grown adult and kind of tempering our behavior to demonstrate the distinction between the two is deeply disappointing and I'm really tired of hearing all about the training, the training, the training. I mean, how much training do you need to be a, be a, a an empathetic human being? I mean, people go to church, right? You've been praying. everybody claims a religion, a god a this. I'm spiritual. I have crystals, whatever the fuck. And yet every time it comes time to demonstrate the spirituality, none of us seem able to do it. And I think most reprehensible is that we don't seem to be able to do it when it comes to children, which well, brings me to why I'm so thrilled about the uh, the Yousef win in harlem because he was a child when he along with four other teenagers who became to be known as the central park five were accused of sodomy rape and um assault of a woman named trisha miley who was dubbed the central park jogger at the time she was discovered on april 20th 1989 unconscious and half naked uh repeatedly raped And remained in a coma for nearly two weeks. Had no recollection of the memory whatsoever of the attack. And these five teenagers ended up going to prison between five and 12 years for a crime that they didn't commit. And and I'm just wondering why this constantly seems to be happening to people under 18. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, in the Hell's case, he was 17. And... They tried to pull him over at first. He drove away. These cops were on motorcycles. They drove and caught up with him. And their excuse for pulling their guns is that they didn't want him to drive away again, which is not a good excuse. But I understand why it's probably hard for anyone to be able to tell the difference between a 17 and 18 year old. They look kind of the same. At that point. Obviously well, if you're a child child if you're you know under fourteen, that's clearly not an adult and and shouldn't be treated as such. And again, we're not excusing whatever action led to the police wanting to pull over to hell and obviously you know one shouldn't run o- try to drive away for the cops. I get a seventeen year old being being scared or whatever um but that doesn't seem to be a good excuse to shoot someone when they drive away. If the kid drives away. You can call in the car and get back up or, since the kid already drove away once, you just get back on your motorcycle and catch back up with them again. And this time tell them, hey, take the take your keys out, stand in front of them, something.
1: Right. Especially if this is for a a nonviolent crime. If this is just a traffic violation, I don't see why it couldn't have been handled in, in such a manner.
0: Right. And you can stay, and if you want to pull your gun and stand in front of them, just say, hey, if you if you try to drive off, you're you're clearly trying to ram me at that point, and I'm fully within my right to shoot you. That's that's understandable as well. But um that's not what happened. So there will be there will be some charges, some some consequences and some repercussions. Yeah, as there should be. Um, but what's interesting is this has sparked a much broader conversation because People came out not only to protest for this this young man, but also protesting the conditions that a lot of the immigrant communities, both you know, in Paris and, and in France, are living in. And so there's a giant pushback against a lot of things, not just what specifically happened here. This just happens to be a catalyst. So it also reminds me of what happened in St. Louis with Michael Brown. Right. Michael Brown was a catalyst, but... There were things that were going on in uh, in Ferguson, which is just outside of St. Louis, in Ferguson, Missouri, that was a giant pile of, of of tinder that was just waiting for a match. And Michael Brown was that match, right? And once the Justice Department looked into that, they did a very thorough investigation. They found that this police force was clearly, yes, they had racist practices that that quantitatively you, you, can, you can clearly see the overwhelming majority of, of people that were getting pulled over were Black. The overwhelming majority of the people when they got pulled over who were given citations versus being let go were Black. And it was clear as well that they were essentially funding the city budget with draconian level fines for very minor stuff. Imagine getting a parking ticket or getting a speeding ticket. And then if, if you don't pay it in, in just a few days, it doubles. And if you don't pay it a week after that or something, it triples. And all of a sudden you're, you're behind and now your license is suspended and then they pull you over again. And now you get another ticket for your license being suspended. And this is all happening within the span of like two months. And before you know it, you go from having no tickets, having thousands of dollars in tickets. That's what they were doing. It was ridiculous. Almost half of their city budget, 40 something percent, I believe the number was 40 something percent of the city budget of Ferguson, Missouri, was being was was coming from from citations being issued to the the citizens of the city.
1: Yeah. And they're not the only state to do it either. Uh, yeah. Some of the states like Louisiana was. It was documented that 70% of their budget was coming off what they were robbing off out-of-state travelers who were traveling through their state. There's a whole whole ring. So, for example, if you're uh, from Florida and you drive into Louisiana, it was highly likely you would not only be pulled over by law enforcement, but you would be robbed on the side of the road. They would confiscate your belongings.
0: Oh, yeah, that whole thing where police can just confiscate your belongings because believe yeah. it's it's being used for a crime. And so now we get to seize it, especially cash, which that's a whole nother episode we should do, because I don't know why the small government Republicans, uh, the libertarians, I don't know why they aren't up in arms about the fact that if you get pulled over with cash, they can just say, well, we think this might be used as a crime. So we're going to seize your cash and we don't have to prove that it was. Useless. Yes. There's a there's a doggone CNN episode.
1: Yes. Yes, there was. Thank you for um, refreshing us with some more of the details. Correct. And they literally, I believe, a law enforcement officer in the documentary speaks to the fact that 70 percent of their budget came from what they were stealing. So as long as as things like that are beneficial, as long as prisons are are built for profit and not for responsibility or reparations or responsibility if you will we're going to consistently have this problem so what do we do with that why did why did we okay private prisons in the first place why do we say it's okay to open a prison as if you want to open a mcdonald's who thought that that was a good idea and how was that sold to the public
0: seriously um some other details about the what happened with the um, there was a passenger and the car was a rental vehicle okay it was a mercedes class amg and so People think like that's why they were getting pulled over just because Nahel was uh was he appeared to be of Northern African descent, and he's driving a nice car as a young guy. Wow, um, but it was a rental vehicle, and a passenger who fled, you know confirmed, yeah, this was a rental and then didn't provide much more detail after that. but yeah it's it's very unfortunate there's a ton of really good coverage of this. Uh, all all over at least in Europe in America they're not covering it as much but I don't believe that's like like that people aren't seeing it because they get their news from like Instagram if you get your news from the shade room then you just now heard oh. about this uh when and and what what's funny is it, it people just now heard about this uh just like people are talking about how like with the submarine implosion and they were comparing that to the migrant, uh ship that sank well if you get your news from the bbc from bloomberg if you get your news from reputable sources they were covering the migrant ship that sank but people were saying oh you know the news they was covering the submarine but they wasn't covering you know this migrant ship that went down y'all weren't covering this either though the people the same like the shade room and and say cheese and all these other you know right like, right gram news uh, uh breakfast outlet. club yeah yeah th- like. They didn't cover this migrant ship that sank and 500 people uh, lost their lives uh, trying to reach Greece. They didn't cover that either until it was time to manufacture a controversy by comparing that to the submarine. Now, yes, the, America covered that submarine a lot and all the corny news covered that a lot. But if you actually kind of keep if you're interested in, in really learning about what's going on out there, If you actually seek out reliable news sources, they definitely covered that story just like they're covering what's going on in France right now. It's not anybody else's fault if you're some jackass who only gets their news from Instagram and Twitter and TikTok.
1: Unfortunately, that's what it seems like the under-30-year-olds seem to be getting their information from. I mean, the ratings on CNN has plummeted. Fox has no pulse after the departure of Tucker Carlson. Uh, like I said, CNN lost Don Lemon and, uh, Cuomo. And I think people are, overall are just losing a taste for mainstream media. I think we've all accepted that to some degree, we're not getting all the information that we need from any major network. They're all leaning in some direction and you can hear it within minutes of turning on the station. And I think what oh, more yeah. people cable are interested in.
0: Yeah. Don't get your news from cable news either. Get, cable news is just here to provide commentary and and debate shows about selected issues that they know are gonna lead to eyeballs and engagement because they know it's gonna get uh it's gonna help manufacture a controversy.
1: Right. And let's not forget the 37, I believe Ugandan students who were macheted to death at a school. I mean there was a lot of things that were left off the table.
0: alive Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Yeah and while no death um, unexpected death do we wish on anyone we beat that submarine death to death, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more you hear about the story, the more honestly asinine it sounds. I mean, when you even take a look at that submarine, did that submarine look like something that should be dropped at the bottom of the ocean?
0: No, that was their whole thing. They were like, they, they were kind of trying to be like, hey, we're like the cowboys of this industry and we are not safety certified, but like we we promise you it's going to be fine. Like it, it, this was definitely more of a fuck around and find out. And I definitely don't understand why billionaires who are willing to pay $250,000 for a ticket on this thing wouldn't go with a different company that had safety certified submersibles.
1: I can't, You can't even pay me to go on a, a bungee jump without like proper gear. I don't know what would make anybody want to get dropped anywhere near the Titanic. In something that looks like a shed in the back of my yard where I keep my lawnmower.
0: Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. I, yeah, I, I and where was the safety fascinated. boat? Yeah.
1: You know, where's I, the I, safety I, boat? Even people who are like, you know, are swimming across the channel. like They have safety boats traveling with them in case of emergency. You're telling me these billionaires did not have a safety boat? This is suspect. I think it's a hit.
0: Yeah. You would think like it's above them or something. There was some kind of it, it had to have launched from somewhere. Right. It, you know, now maybe that safety boat was miles away and it probably should have just been directly above the Titanic. Maybe. I don't know. Well, not yeah. for
1: nothing. What about the Titanic? Do we not know at this point? What What are we still missing? What are we yearning? What answers do we lack?
0: Well, what also bothers me is. This this thing had screens. Like they weren't going to go down there and be able to look out a window and see the Titanic. They had cameras that were gonna that were gonna bring in an image to a screen. So you you would have been looking at the same screen that anybody, you know, can can have a a somewhat similar experience of when they pull up some Titanic footage on YouTube.
1: Except they could have done it above ground and lived. Exactly is what you're saying.
0: Exactly. But um. You know, back to the Nahel M thing. Just, just to put the put a, a, a bit of a bow on that, the BBC is doing some continuing coverage, and you know, the latest headline in within this series of coverage, uh, France riots fueled by everyday discrimination. This is the point I'm talking about. How it kind of right. we saw with with Ferguson, Missouri, right? right. Uh, and also, just to confirm a, a couple of other facts, um, you know, people believe how racism and people people believe racism and Islamophobia is fueling. Is a big problem i guess in in france we can we can touch some other issues around that with like say like the whole uh with some bans on women's clothing that they that they attempted and stuff like that
1: right Uh, they did they tried to ban the burqa for women and not all women don't want to wear it that's the point don't not want to wear it is the point
0: yeah and then uh yeah um and and just to confirm like he he's of algerian descent so didn't want to just Say like just randomly North Africa, and he's specifically of Algerian descent, right? And so, yeah, this is a match that lit a much larger discussion that hasn't been addressed. And so you see people really it out at the same time, though protesting and you know, kind of getting getting very amplified and and aggressive protesting even is a bit. Part of like French—I don't want to say part of French culture, but definitely part of French history—going all the way back to the French Revolution and the storming of the Bastille. Absolutely, like there's always a protest going on, and there's always you know people within that that protest that might be getting uh, a bit rowdy. Right. So this seems crazy to us. It, it is also crazy to people in France, but it's not—it's not so far beyond the pale. Uh, that it's just completely out of the realm of, of, of contemplation. Viva la France on this episode of
1: raw food.